Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you... Yes, you! ...in the game! Pretty straight-up show this week. We're just going to re- preview week five. We'll review Thursday night football between the Patriots and Colts as well, and we'll have our friends from Red Zone Sports on as well. But mostly, we're just telling you, yes, you, what we think is going to happen this week. This is the Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips. Getting you, yes, in that there game. game. You caught me off guard, Ollie, in that opener. Yeah, because I threw out <laughs> another you, yes, you. Yeah, but it was not associated to Touchdown, touchdown trips. trips. Well, but you I, know, I liked it. You might have invented that for Touchdown Trips, but I don't think Touchdown Trips is allowed to have a monopoly on it. I mean, that's one hundred percent right. Um, I think, Ollie, you um, you seem a little salty today. I can't tell why, but you've turned up to the office. You've kind of been a bit like, let's get on with this. There's been none of the usual chat and conversation. I'm feeling a little bit like you're um, you're not in the best of moods. Nope. Anything you want to share with the group? No, nope, all fine. Um, I was saving it for the pod. Ah, just deciding to not converse with me in any way, shape or form. Do you know what? We are, we're in the office and there are people in the other office that I'd just rather not converse with. Yeah. You, or li- you literally slash be around. Walked past me immediately. Yeah. Uh and I can't be asked to to make small talk. Didn't even need to be engage. around people. I, well you said you were busy. So I was just like, I'll go and get set up. I was on the phone. You are saltier than salty today. No 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 no. Don't be like that. Why are you being like this? <laughs> I feel like you're being salty. I'm not why. being salty. Uh should we, I think we should talk about how we're um, how we're going to the Super Bowl this year and our fun plans that we've got. Uh, yeah. So this year, the plans for the Super Bowl are that we're going to do our usual, go out the Sunday, spend Monday through Friday doing interviews and stuff, yep. and releasing a daily podcast. Uh, Sherry and Joshy and Johnny are all going to the Pro Bowl in Orlando as well. Johnny's. Uh it's a bit mental we're going to be now landing into Florida the day of the Pro Bowl. Maybe we should look into that and whether we should go two days early and go to the game. Do you know, that's a really good point. Mm, yeah. yeah but so we looked at flights... to go to the Pro Bowl. Basically, we looked at flights to Atlanta and they were expensive for Super Bowl week. <laughs> I mean, really expensive. I mean, not really expensive, but like... Like, I'm used to paying those sorts of prices because my wife's a teacher. And so I'm like, yeah, that's what prices are during the school holidays. But sure. out of the school holidays, they were about twice what I would normally think I'd pay to go to Atlanta. Yeah. We can get to uh, somewhere. Where can we get to in we North Florida? Orlando. in With Norwegian Air. Yeah, for literally half the price. For £175. Yeah. And then drive up from there. Have we looked into flights from Orlando to Atlanta? Just internal flights, how much those would be. Yeah, we haven't looked at that. That, We could do that. (laughs) But But it is quite fun to think that we could drive there. You, me, six and a half hours in a car. I mean, if we're not podcasting that, I don't know what we're podcasting. (laughs) It's six and a half hour podcast. Just a pure, raw (laughs) podcast of our conversations. (laughs) There would be people, I reckon, who would listen to it. We definitely should periscope it or something. Just singing along, and yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely get on Periscope and stuff. Like witness my driving. Oh my god! In I the states, about that. <sighs> you're almost a better driver in the states because they're all mental, so you fit in quite well. What do you mean? I'm I'm a mental driver. Oh, come on, mate. mate my just... wife is literally scared to get in the car with you. Why? Nothing's ever happened. Just saying. 
it's okay if you go round roundabouts in fourth gear mm. <laughs> at 40 miles an hour. That's all right, isn't it? Is it? Is that all right? It's not my fault I drive my Fit 500 like it's a Mario Kart, like I'm Cooper Trooper. Cooper Trooper. It's because you've got that silly little car. Yeah, that's it. My wife wants to get a Figaro, which uh, is an equally silly little car. It's a Figaro? It's a little Nissan uh, from the... It's a Nissan from the 90s they released in Japan and now has got like a really cult following here in the UK. They're very cutesy. They've got a little fold-back roof. They're like a one litre, like your little car, but tiny and light and apparently Hold fly up. around like... Hold up. I reckon I know this car. I love this car. Yeah, well, my wife's planning to get one, so... I mean... Yeah, all right. You're not going to be allowed anywhere near it. Just letting you know. Why not? I'll take it for the test Not even as a passenger. (laughs) You're just going nowhere near it. Uh, So, coming up on the show, we didn't... I I, I need to release, because I've done the FA Obada thing, and I've now done... Yes, that's the car. Thank you for turning your screen around to show me. Um, I've done the FA Obada interview, uh, which we're releasing... We've done a video of on our YouTube channel... Search Gridiron Magazine on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's the bite-sized, you know, little mini chunks of it, though, right? Those The mini chunks are on uh, the Twitter, and you can watch the whole thing on the YouTube who's channel. Gonna, who's going to watch the whole thing? You can watch the whole thing on the YouTube channel, and that is a great idea. Um, the uh, the <laughs> But the I also chatted with Will Bryce, who's the man who heads up the NFL International Player Programme. Not someone who does a lot of interviews, so a bit of a coup getting him. Done him for the magazine, but I think we should release, like, a separate little international player pathway special maybe see if we can get alex gray or alex jenkins on the phone as well have a little chat with them see how they're going christian scott williamson christian scott williamson he's also from the international player pathway yeah you know just do a little roundup catch up what's going on so my original plan was to do that this week and um yeah what have you been doing mostly watching netflix no i I worked and stuff but i watched a lot of master chef australia is it yeah, it's better because they cook with things like kangaroo and crocodile, don't they? I mean, MasterChef Australia is the best cooking show in the ro- in the world. <laughs> wow, okay. Better than GBBO by a country mile. And I love Noel Fielding. By the way, also, controversial op- opinion, Noel Fielding, better than Mel and Sue combined. He is the best. He's very, very good. I've missed the last three episodes of GBBO, oh, but I do love it. It's the first time I've ever watched it. Great British Bake Off Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> It's the first time I've ever watched it, but it's really good. It is good, but it's not. Fallen in love with a couple of times. It's not Australian MasterChef. I also, there's no way he'll ever listen to it, but I just want to applaud friend of the show, Mark Sessler, because he's added to his banned list for social media one of mine and your absolute least favourite phrases. Did you tweet him? Was it you that tweeted him? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So it was you that tweeted him, but they didn't give you a shout out? No, no, no. I didn't do the original tweet. I tweeted him. I tweeted him after listening to the the show. Um, I I haven't listened to the whole show. I've listened to like the first 10 minutes. But yeah, my office for the day. Because working in sports media, we follow a lot of sports media people. And you just, it's so obnoxious and it's so yeah. humble braggy. And it's so, like, don't get me wrong, when I go to the Super Bowl or we were on a trip, I'll tweet out a picture of you and I in a stadium, like, nice little pic or whatever. But I, it's that kind of smug, my office for the day, which is basically going, ha, you've got to sit at your desk in your cubicle doing your data entry job. I don't know if anyone listened to the show does data entry. It was just the first thing that came have to mind. Have you ever done a data, data entry? I have. It's horrible. Uh, it's, it's not great. It's like writing lines. I did data entry. I'd done customer service for quite a long time as well. And I did sales on the phone. 
but they were at least inbound. So can't do that outbound sales nonsense. Do you think in schools now you still have to write lines? You um, get given lines. Yes, maybe. I don't know. People out there who have children at school, do they still write lines? I could ask my nieces and nephews. I'll ask them. Oh, uh, we've been trying to figure out where to watch the NFL this Sunday as well. Yeah. Um, because we're going to watch the NFL this Sunday in Central. Are you we? are invited, absolutely. Uh, jo- what do you mean we are? Josh, and I, I, this is a bit, I'm not <laughs> buying into it. You can't be all salty when you first get in and then do a bit. But uh, Look, I've explained why I was a little salty. Joshy and Matty are um, are going, they've got some work in town on Sunday. So we're going to go watch the 6pm game somewhere. And it sounds like the Hippodrome gets a bit busy now because they've shut the theatre. So we're looking for an alternate venue. Uh Sherry has just sent me this photo as a reason why we shouldn't go to the Hippodrome, featuring our favourite Diamond Geezer. I mean, if he's going to be there, I'm going somewhere else. I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah, <laughs> Red Zone. Uh, apparently, Riley's by the Haymarket. Very good. But okay. we'll take your suggestions. I mean, Angry on Twitter at Ollie Hunter at Will Gav. Could we come here? I mean, we could come here, but uh, it's... bring a load of beers and pizza. Do you think, go in the? We could go in the Red Room. With a TV. Just wheel a TV in. Well, there's the TV in the canteen bit, but the seats there aren't very comfortable. But we could take the sofas from the Red Room, put them in the canteen. But then we've only got Red Zone, and I know Sherry wants multiple screens. We can sort multiple screens, I'm sure. Let's, let's, let's think mm. about it. Let's do a viewing party here, but just for the four of us. Yeah. Maybe listeners, if they tweet us, who knows. Uh, at Gridiron, at Will Gav. If we could get them past Brian. Ollie Hunter. <laughs> Brian. Brian the racist on the, <laughs> oh. on the desk. Yeah, I mean, he is. But whoa. <laughs> uh, the man who quit the BNP because they weren't right wing enough. <laughs> uh, you, um, you know he goes out and kills squirrels in squirrel killing season. Oh, my God. Of course Grey squirrels because they're not native to this land. <laughs> God. You should ask him how many he's got. The Brian Chronicles. <laughs> he also always tells me about his motorbike and his multiple partners. Oh, uh, sorry, are, is his mul- motorbike his multiple partners? No, I don't think it's like that documentary on Channel 4 <laughs> where people have sex with cars. I don't think. Oh. I'm not 100% though. Should we talk about actual football? <laughs> this, has been, this has been the most digressed <laughs> podcast we're getting ever. Do you think people still write lines at school? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I'm quite happy to just to rattle through the games. I, yeah, that's fine. I've been listening to other podcasts. Like, I really like the MMQB one with Andy Benoit and Gary Gramling. But they do all of the games in like 45 minutes. And we, we've done like an hour and 15 the last few weeks. Well, so get... let's try and make this shorter for the listeners so they can consume more podcasts. I'm going Casey. People are more likely, <laughs> <laughs> people are more likely to listen to us if, we're, um, if, if we are succinct. But we should start off with Thursday Night Football. The Indianapolis Colts in New England face the Patriots. The average point differential in the five times these teams have met since Andrew Luck has been in the league is 19 points to the Patriots. The Colts are 0-5 in that time. And guess what? What? The, the Colts are absolutely horrendously injury-ravaged for this one. Yeah. No, they've got Robert Turbin back, which is something. I mean, are you doing a little preview for when you should be reviewing it? I'm reviewing it. Let's review it. Let's <laughs> okay. get to it. Come on. All right, so it wasn't a complete blowout to the New England Patriots, so I can give it just a little bit of love. It finished the New England Patriots 28, the Indianapolis Colts 24. Um, 
the first, the very first drive of the game, we heard Joe Buck kind of, the Patriots looked like the Patriots as they drove downfield. Julian Edelman moved the chain, second and third down completions. Overall looked really impressive with him back in there. He played 72% of the Patriots' offensive snaps. Rob Gronkowski looked healthy enough. The offensive line pretty much up to snuff. I mean, I, I thought that actually uh, Trent, Brown had had a few bad, a couple of bad weeks after a good start to the season, but he looked really good last night. All that stuff, it's classic Patriots going into autumn looking better and better. Just to focus as well, Sony Michelle against, you know, Indy's injury riddled front seven, 98 yards and a touchdown. James White, absolutely fantastic. Why it's taken so long to get James White the ball on a regular basis. Second amongst active running backs in receptions, 29 and 270 yards, only behind Alvin Kamara on that one. But look, the, the love that we have to give, let's just let's just hand out a bit of this love. Let's start off with the the kind of Tom Brady stuff. Tom Brady went, uh, he threw to a 34-yard touchdown strike to Josh Gordon when Josh Gordon came back on that route, beat the double coverage, caught the touchdown. Uh, Tom Brady passed Vinny Testaverde for the most different players to have been on the receiving end of touchdown passes in NFL history. He's hit 71 different receivers for touchdowns. Uh, His targeted receivers created more separation on Thursday than they did during the first four games of the season by an absolute mile. Uh, He now joins Brett Favre and Peyton Manning in the 500 passing touchdown club and is the only one to have done it with a single team. But I just want to say, like, yes, Tom Brady, brilliant. Patriots deserve the win. The Indianapolis Colts, a a short week going on the road. They started the game with with five starters out. They ended the game with eight defensive starters out. And yet they still scrapped and fought and did everything they could to try and make their way. And this, uh, Matt, Matt Francis, uh, the franchise, uh, you might know from, uh, he does the EFL Madden stuff, uh, does, uh, formerly the NFL Fantasy, talked about, everyone was talking about how Tom Brady can finally produce with Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman back. Crimea River. Andrew Luck completed passes to eight different players, three touchdowns and 365 yards with Eric Ebron, Chester Rogers, Ryan Gant, Grant, Eric Swoop, this Pascal character, etc. Come on. And Andrew Luck deserves a lot of love for what he's managing to do with such a banged up, such a rubbish team in terms of their backfield. I mean, none of their four running backs would start another team in the NFL. He's attempted 121 passes over the last two games, the second most all time and the most ever in a five day span. Arm injury, shoulder injury, what shoulder injury? And I talked about that separation. Uh, Tom Brady on his first 27 pass attempts, uh, his receivers at 82% of the time were wide open. That's three plus yards of separation compared with 46% in his first four games. Two touchdowns, 20 of 21, 147 uh, yards when he's within five yards of the line of scrimmage. He was managing to pick apart this injury-ravaged Colts defence. And so while I said the Patriots do deserve it, Andrew Luck looks like he is maybe not all the way back in terms of arm talent, but all the, like his accuracy looks better than maybe ever. He's absolutely hitting dimes. His Two of his interceptions were tip passes, were drops that really shouldn't have been done, admittedly. So were two of Brady's. 
But I'm just saying that this 14-point victory shouldn't be taken as completely like as, as a complete reason to be down for Colts fans. Colts fans, there's a lot of things to be positive about. Patriots fans, you keep on rolling. You'll probably be in the AFC title game again. Okay, let's go back and preview week five. That was Thursday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts against the New England Patriots. I'm going to be honest, unless that was an upset, that's going to have been a short review. Let's get on to Sunday night. Um, I'm doing these new shifts on a Thursday and Friday at work that require me on the Friday to leave the house about 10, 10 30. It's right in that zone where I could watch it and still get enough sleep, particularly if I do a pre-sleep and a post-sleep. That's not going to happen. I did that last week. I did a pre-sleep and a post-sleep and watched the whole game. And it was a good one. Yeah, okay. Not so sure I'm going to do it this week. Not yeah. so sure Colts Pats might be watching the four-minute YouTube highlights. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not even the 40-minute condensed. <laughs> You've just gone to the four-minute YouTube. Too right. Your hate for the Pats continues. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Kansas City to face the 4-0 and Chiefs, one of only two teams still at 4-0, and with Pat MVP. MVP, Mahomes under center. But interesting. Tyreek Hill has talked this week about going up against Jalen Ramsey, saying he's the best in the game and can't wait to face him. If there is a defense that can stop what Casey are doing, I posit it to you, Ollie Hunter. It would be the Jacksonville Jaguars with their speedy linebackers, their great cover safeties, their best corner pairing in the league. I'm still taking Casey, but I'm just saying. Could be a tighter game than we're expecting. Yeah, if it was in Kansas City, uh, sorry, if it was in Jacksonville, then I think I'd probably take the Jaguars. And if it was this stage of the season. However, in Kansas City, Arrowhead, their crowd is is legendary. Could God, be I a, hate that word, legendary. Could, anyway. Could be a bit of a shootout because Bortles looked better last week and this Chiefs defence is rubbish. Um, and running the ball at the middle is something you can do against this team. Fournette is due to be back this week, but even if he's not, I liked Yeldon last week. Well, Fournette came back last week and he aggravated that hamstring injury. Uh, Corey Grant has looked okay when he's come in and yeah, Yeldon did look good. He did have that that fumble, but it is the best offence in the NFL going up uh, going up against arguably, arguably the best defence. And on the other side of the ball... Yeah, you're right. I, I quite like what um, what Bortles did last week. But are we going to get the Bortles of last week or the Bortles of the week before against the Titans? That's Ooh. always, always the conundrum. I'm picking the Chiefs every week until they lose a game. But the Bortles that face the Titans is a Titans team who yes. defensively are a much, much better football squad than maybe we were even expecting. And we have to give some love to Harold Landry, rookie second rounder who has looked like a top five pass rushing talent. He's making the Saints Marcus Davenport, who they gave away a first round pick next year to go and get look like an absolute mug. He's been brilliant. Their safety play, their corner play has been very, very good. Uh, in Jarrell Casey, they've got someone up front who should be in the defensive player of the year conversation. And they're playing the Buffalo Bills this week. Yeah, back in Buffalo... I'm I'm going to take the Titans because I really like that defense and going up against Josh Allen, who looked like a rabbit in headlights against Green Bay. The Green Bay defense, which isn't very good, had had an absolute field day and as Aaron Rodgers called it, a championship performance. Yeah, I think uh, the, the Tennessee Titans, albeit with 
not the best offense, although Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota is um, is is improving and getting slowly getting feeling back in his hands. I'm taking the Titans in that one against the Bills. The Bills' point differential is minus 56, which if they were 0-4 would indicate that they're losing by an average of two touchdowns. But they blew out the Vikings one week. That was such a so weird week. So when you take that into account as well, in their losses, they're losing by an average of three and a half touchdowns. I think this is a Titans blowout. Uh, Falcons Steelers. Uh, the Falcons and that defense, which we've talked so much about and having so many problems, uh, they have to head to Pittsburgh to take on a Steelers team who were horribly coached last week. They now know that they're going to be getting Le'Veon Bell back mid-season for better or for worse. I mean, based on the the point scoring, this should be an absolute barnstormer. The Steelers D have, haven't really recovered from losing Ryan Shazier to that spinal injury and, and their zone defence is a real problem. Devontae Freeman due back this week. Him and Coleman could have a lot of love against that, as could Calvin Ridley. I'm taking the Falcons on the road. I'm taking the Falcons on the road because the Steelers are dreadful on offence. They can't be as bad as they were last week against the Ravens. The Falcons... The week before that, they were really good and Big Ben had a great game. I was going, you know, this is why we should be considering him a top 10 all-time guy. But But that that Ravens defence was really good last week. The Falcons' offense is incredible. The, what they're doing with Calvin Ridley, five touchdowns, Julio Jones and all of the yards that he accumulates. Tevin Coleman's looking really good. We may get Devontae Freeman back. Matt Ryan's looking almost as good as his Super Bowl runner-up year. <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> runner-up year. MVP year. Yeah, his MVP year. So... I'm taking the Falcons, but I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. Oh, yeah. This, there could be 70, 80 points in this game easily. Yeah. Great shout. Uh, Packers at Lions. Is there a bigger enigma than the Detroit Lions? Blown out by the Jets. Lost to the 49ers, which in itself, even though they came into it late, manhandled the Patriots, then fell to the Cowboys. They are bottom of the division. I can't see them particularly clawing their way out of that, considering the way that the Bears... <clears throat> they're playing at the moment. I mean, Detroit beat Green Bay twice last season, but with Brett Hundley under centre both times. Rogers is the difference. Rogers is the difference. <laughs> Rogers is easily the best quarterback in the NFC North, maybe in the NFC, even on one leg. Uh, and I'm sorry, did he throw for six touchdowns last week? <laughs> and my recency bias suggests that Mitchell Trubisky is the best quarterback good, in the NFC North. <laughs> Plus, he's he's on the mend, and he's thrown some shade at Mike McCarthy and the offensive I love coordinating that. play. It can't. I, I think Green Bay needs to be able to get Devontae Adams open. Geronimo Allison needs to catch the ball, and Jimmy Graham also has had an awful lot of drops as well. I think the the running back situation is a bit weird, but Aaron Jones looked easily the best uh, running back in just one game. Or He's been back for one and a half games, but he looked great last week. But the Detroit Lions offense, as you know, I love those wide receivers, and Kerryon Johnson's become the number one back. And Green Bay's defense, although they had a really good game last week, and you picked them up in at least one of your fantasy 
teams. Several. Do you do you believe in this defense? Kyla Fackrell with three t- uh, sacks. Kyla Fackrell's look really good. Jair Alexander. Yeah, great. Could be the defensive rookie of the year. That not be, but I think it will end up being Harold Landry based on what we've seen in the first four weeks. But he's in that conversation as well. Um, yeah, I I do like the Packers defense. I'm taking the pack on the road in Detroit. Roger's back. I like the defence and the Lions I can't figure out yet. What are they, Ollie? What are they? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, brilliant. The, the return of what my, are they? Of my fabled, fabled are feature. They? But what are they? What are they? What are they? What are they? Don't know. Uh, Broncos, 2-2, two and two go to the 1-3 and three Jets. Remember when uh, the Jets won in week one against the Lions and scored 48 points and looked like absolute world beaters? Well, since then, they've managed a combined 51 points. Sam Darnold is throwing less than 55%, has one touchdown to four interceptions. I mean, it feels like this is going to be another road win. I think so. I really like what Denver do with those two backs, Lindsay and Freeman. Emmanuel Lindsay Sanders. and Freeman. I can't believe how little I believed in them before. It's weird, isn't it? And they're just a really interesting offense. Case Keenum has... Right, barely any, um, barely any turnovers last week. He looked okay against, but it was against a terrible Chiefs defense. I'm taking the Broncos because I think they're just across the board a better team. But New York at home and the the that that rushing attack's pretty decent, and the defense can't play any worse. But yeah, I, I, Broncos for me. Uh, Broncos last week actually looked good against the Chiefs, much better than I expected. Yeah. Uh, but they couldn't overcome Pat Mahomes. Guess what? Sam Donald, not Pat Mahomes. Uh, the New York Giants go to Carolina to face the Panthers. F.A. Abada, obviously our new hero. And um, Abada Watch. Uh, we are on Abada Watch from now on. They've also added safety Eric Reed to their roster. Yes, so They're making Willie. improvements defensively. They are a team who. Um, they're a team who have given up 15 sacks already this season, third most in the league. Eli Manning getting hit left, right and centre, going up against a Carolina D that really put the hurt on last week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, They've also had a week off. A week off, recharge, properly properly see what the New York Giants are going to do, which is a lot of uh, dumps and check downs by Eli Manning to Barkley and Shepard and trying to get the ball to Odell Beckham. And Manning did have a a few prettier throws over the last two weeks, but that offense still isn't very good. I quite like the defense. Defense is interesting, but Carolina, in Carolina, it's a great city. Charlotte's a great city. I love the stadium, and I think they're a different animal in in Carolina. Uh, so I'm taking the Panthers, and I think it could be a, a bit of a beating, a mauling. Uh, there was, I mean, the Giants uh, took... You've got to think the Giants... Went against the Saints, who had given up 48 points to the Bucks and 38 points to the Falcons and probably should have lost to the Browns and only put, what, 13 points on them? It's not a good offense. It's not a good defense. It's not a good football team. Panthers all the way. Yep. Miami Dolphins heading to Cincy to face the Bengals. The Dolph- Both teams at 3-1. and one. The Dolphins having fallen spectacularly from their unbeaten perch. What are they? With a 38. What are they? <laughs> uh, 38-7 to seven loss to the New England Patriots. Um, and the Bengals, the fourth highest scoring offense in the NFL. Andy Dalton has only thrown for three yards less than Pat Mahomes. Wow. 
That's amazing, actually. But when you've got AJ Green, Tyler Boyd's having a bit of a breakout. John Ross got his first touchdown. He's their lead receiver at the moment. Exactly. uh, John Ross got his... Oh, he's only three touchdowns behind Mahomes as well. Bengals' offence is quietly good. And they've gone up against teams like the Ravens, who, by the way, the Ravens, other than the week they played the Bengals, have looked like the best team in the AFC. Bengals' offence is good. And guess what? They might have Joe Mixon back this week. He's back in training today. No Tyler Eifert, though. No Tyler Eifert. Although Croft came in and did well. Croft to CJ Uzoma. Uzoma. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the Bengals because I think offensively they've, they're showing that they've got some power. I mean, uh, they bring in the offensive line coach from the uh, from the Cowboys and he's just turned that offensive line around. They, they've looked great. I've really liked watching the Bengals this year, which is weird because they've not been a great side to watch. Also, if you look at their record at 3-1 and one, and then the Dolphins' record at 3-1, and one, it's just, it's almost night and day for the the talent the, on both of these teams. And I, the Dolphins are the perennial, what are they? Also, I think they could be the worst 3-1 and one team that the NFL's seen for a very long time. <laughs> I remember the last time the Dolphins went out to like 4-1, and one, five, the last time they had a really good season, and it was the year they went to the playoffs, they kind of scraped in in the wild card. I can remember that year going, I think the Dolphins are the worst da-da-da team I've ever seen. So, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> maybe Clancy has a point. Maybe I just don't like the Dolphins. They're not a team that I feel the hatred for, but maybe, maybe. I mentioned the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, mm. They are... Uh, looking like absolute world beaters. What are they? Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. They're heading... They're world beaters, that's what they are. The fact is, the Browns could be 4-0 this season. The coaching has been a problem. The... uh, They had... They should have beaten the Raiders last week and got screwed over by the officials. And I know that you've got to play better than the refs ref, and I am one of the people who bangs that mantra more than anyone. But I just think the Ravens with that defence, which is also getting Jimmy Smith back this week. So... Mm. They've been the best pass defense in the NFL, and now they're getting their best cornerback back. I'm taking the Ravens on the road. Cleveland Browns are unbeaten at home this season. Does that sway you in any way? What, are they 1-0-1? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like the Ravens. That defense is great. I like what they're doing on offense, getting... Um, getting all the tight ends all involved and you've got Alex Collins and Buck Allen, Javoris Allen as well. Those three uh, are interesting out of the backfield and, and up the gut. Flacco's looks really good and I want to see more of Lamar Jackson other than a, as a decoy and up against the Browns, that could be the time to, to do it. Latest from Pub Sunday Watch. Oh, yeah. Riley's Riley's Haymarket is currently out in front, although the Three Kings is getting some pushback from Josh. Apparently, it is a good place to watch the games. But Riley's Haymarket, to celebrate National Cocktail Week, is doing two for one mojitos. We Three Kings of Oriental. So those are the two that are in the balance at the moment. Two for one mojitos. That's the word. Well, I think surely that's it. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to go on air at midnight. Yes, we will drink lots of coffee. So we can only have six to eight mojitos. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> you want eight mojitos being what five six <laughs> i think i'm being kind there yeah five five and a half five, I'm, five. I'm still being kind i like the way i questioned that myself <laughs> and weighing what like 11 stone whoa ten. Ten and a half stone <laughs> uh yes. you know when i went to, when i no bro- wonder like you can get bat things quite quickly i weigh double what you weigh yeah yeah do you, do you know do you know when um 
Do you remember when I stormed the runway at Schiphol Airport? I told you that <laughs> I story. I mean, I know that story well. I've repeated that story to many people when you've not been there. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So um, I th- I also fractured my skull and had bleeding on the brain somewhere else in that trip. I came back and I had to spend 10 days in hospital. I went down to seven stone. Wow. Couldn't eat. You were atrophied. Did yeah. your muscles stop working? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't walk. Oh, my God. It was weird. Well, on that really down point, let's take a little moment and then uh, <laughs> to and, reflect on that, <laughs> and then come back and do the nine o'clock games and the primetime games. Are y'all listening to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips? Getting you, yes, you in the game. <laughs> we move on to the nine o'clock kickoffs and the uh, and the primetime games. What should be? F- I could quite like the way you did that. That was good. Because you even... In the game. <laughs> you did a, a circular motion with your head. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. I mean, you've got to get the proper mic effect. If you don't do that, then it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Why has this got weird? Um, the worst part is, is we're doing this... We record this on Thursday, quite early now, at like 10.30. So, so we can be together. Yeah, so we can be together. together. Um, the... So, but then we've got to add the Thursday night football in and our chat with the Red Zone on the Friday morning. So it never goes out till Friday morning anyway. But this, like, it sounds like we're recording it at 5am on a Thursday morning. Yeah, it does. It's not. We've both had a full night's sleep. I didn't have a full night's sleep. I woke up at 3am, couldn't get back to sleep, had a slice of pizza and watched an episode of MasterChef Australia, then went back to bed again. <laughs> what pizza was it? Um, it was chorizo, uh, sun-dried tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Mozzarella. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A caramelised onion. Yeah. I think that was it. Ah! A little oregano. Oh. Just sprinkled on the top. Do you like a white pizza? I'm not a big white pizza guy, no. I know someone who has no cheese pizza. What's the point? But they're not lactose intolerant. They just like no cheese pizza. Who is that? Name and shame. Ryan Arnold. He is a DJ on Capital East Midlands and an actual DJ in nightclubs. I don't know him. Go and find him on social media. Former Demon FM presenter. Berate him and, <laughs> and say, why don't you have cheese on your pizza, you weirdo? Uh, four nine o'clock kickoffs this week. One relevant nine o'clock kickoff this week. One semi-relevant. One involving a great team and one involving two bad teams. Well, very good. Can Ollie pick apart which ones I mean by which? Yeah, the great game is the Minnesota Vikings... At the Philadelphia Eagles. Wrong. No, it is. The Minnesota Vikings <laughs> at the Philadelphia Eagles. Neither of whom at the moment look like the 2017 version of themselves. The Vikings are a bit weird. They are a bit of a what-are-they team. because One-two one, and one. They are one-two and one. They should have lost against the Packers, so it should be one and two. That defeat against the Bills was, was just weird. So... What are they? I think Dalvin Cook should be back this week. They only lost three games last season. Could have They've lost, already lost yeah. two and drawn one. Yeah, that you know they are a team who, if they're going to beat last year's record, they're going to have to win every game left remaining. I can't see them being that team. But Kirk Cousins was brought in to be that kind of team. And the offensive line hasn't played well. I, th- I feel like the defense was an issue last week, though. Like, and against the Bills, the defense had some defense problems. Defense massively, and th- they had that issue with the the mental health issue with, uh, with Everson Griffin, Griffin, yeah. Griffin. So that must have affected their plans and perhaps some of the rest of the team as well. But yeah, the defense hasn't been great. Harrison Smith, of course, is still balling and still the best number twenty-two in the league. But. Mm. 
I don't know. They're a weird team at the moment. And going up against Philadelphia, who also at two and two are a bit of a what are they team as well, because I feel like they're closer to discovering the team they were last year. Alshon Jeffrey being back last week was absolutely massive because he gives them that big playability, eight receptions for 105 yards. There was that touchdown as well. He gives them the, the, the stretch in the field stuff. And sometimes you, you have to cover him, double cover him. So, you know, it, it, it makes their offense a little bit more dynamic across the board. Jay Ajayi was back as well. So an extra week with Carson Wentz under center. I just, we need to see him with constant pressure. And, and we saw that last week with, um, with Howard Landry and, and Jarrell Casey. How's he going to react again to the Vikings when they bring it? He played well last week. The it was a, a weird game. They didn't finish off drives, which was a problem. Um, and yeah, they probably didn't run the ball enough. The Titans did a really good job of restricting them to to field goals, both in overtime and in the fourth quarter when they had potential game winning drives. Yeah, I, I I think they just came up against a really good Tennessee team on the road last week, and yeah. I think that might not be a game to judge them on. Jim Schwartz needs to get that defense firing, but. I, I do think Arson Arson Wentz Carson Wentz <laughs> is is slowly showing he's back to where he was last year. I'm taking the Eagles at home. I want the Eagles to win. Had this game been with the Vikings at home, I'd take the Vikings hands down. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles as well. Uh, the Oakland Raiders at the LA Chargers last week. The Raiders finally won a game. That weird eighty plus points in the game against the Cleveland Browns who can't finish anything. It was a strange game, but a little bit of cohesion on the offense. Marshawn Lynch looked pretty good last week against a pretty good defense that as was well. His, that was the best game I've seen him have since he was back in Oakland. Yeah. And I've been very much a non-believer in the Marshawn Lynch rebirth. But yeah, I thought he was good last week. Chargers, 2-2, two and two, which doesn't look great. But the teams they've lost to are the Chiefs and the Rams, the only 4-0 and teams in the league, the Super Bowl favourites right now from each conference. Philip Rivers, the problem is he's he, Philip Rivers is an, is an oddly streaky quarterback. Yeah. Like, I, I love the guy, but he occasionally goes on these weird little turnover runs. Uh, but you know what I was saying about the stats for... Um, the stats for Dalton being so close to Mariota's. Philip Rivers is only 44 yards short of Pat Mahomes and only three touchdowns short of him as well. The, the Chargers, I think, on offense are fine. And Melvin Gordon is fine. Derek Carr, better last week. Best game from him as well. I just think the problem is that there's no, there isn't a road advantage in Los Angeles is there no I don't like the Raiders on the road anywhere but if I'm going to like the Raiders on the road somewhere it's probably in Los Angeles However, where there are a lot of Raiders fans I'm going to keep it simple the Chargers are the more talented team I'm taking the Chargers yeah they're more talented across the board if you stack up the defences against each other Chargers defence wins hands down so in by that particular point oh i'm hungry by that particular hmm. point i'm taking the charges uh the man who's thrown the most yards this season it is your red goff uh he is uh the leader of those four and oh rams and going up against the two and two seattle seahawks who are already decimated on offense on defense sorry uh, and have now lost earl thomas for the season the legion of boom is officially dead russell wilson continues to run for his life constantly 
I cannot believe this is anything other than the Rams blowing them out. But I said this earlier, and someone was like, yeah, but you said the same about the Vikings against the Bills. So it's the NFL. Of course, I can see something else happening. But on paper, yeah, Pete Carroll wishes Jeff Fisher was still leading this team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But and, and what Sean McVay's done with this team is just amazing. And the the... the He's now expanded the 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 simple fly playbook that Jared Goff had last year, and Goff is some of the throws he made last week were just brilliant, just in tight windows. The only place they could have gone, they went for either touchdowns or big gains. And using the three wide receivers that Goff has such a really good rapport with in the passing game, out out of the backfield in the rushing game, and Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. They're just doing stuff different almost every play. Todd Gurley is an absolute machine. I love him. They're a really, really fun team to watch on offense. And then on defense, with with everything that they've got going on there, they're just a great, balanced, all-round team. And if you haven't got them going to at least the the championship division divisional final, then... I don't know what you're, what football you've not been watching because they're a really, really good team. I'm taking the Rams and I think it could be embarrassing. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals go to San Francisco to face the 49ers, who are four and a half point favourites in this one. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to watch this game this weekend and I know that I should watch every 49ers game. Yeah. But CJ Bethard looked pretty good last week. Josh Rosen... I think had the best performance of any rookie quarterback this season outside of that Sam Darnold week one and maybe Mayfield off the bench in week three. But all-round performance. It's bad when it's a season-high 17 points, though. Got David Johnson involved. I don't know. The cards, I think they've got a chance, but I'm going to take the 49ers at home. Do you know what? I'm taking the 49ers at home because I like CJ... Stop agreeing with me. CJ Bethard. I thought he was really, really good. Bethard. And uh, Breeder looks like a nice nifty, shifty, gifty little... Nifty, uh, shifty, uh, gifty little... little shifter. Uh, <laughs> can't say that. Uh, yeah, I, 49ers for me. I like, I like their rushing attack. George Kittle... By the way, that touchdown last week. Bing bang oh, man. His little move that he does to throw oh, off the deep safety. Whoa, just yeah. great, great. Sit down, boy. Sit um, down. But I wouldn't be that stunned. If, if the Cardinals are going to win their first game of the season, this is the most likely so far. Yeah. The Texans finally won a game. We were saying about the Raiders. Well, they're off the slide as well, beating the Colts in overtime. It was thanks to an odd coaching decision on the Indianapolis side. But Deshaun Watson really shaking off the rust last week. That offense looked like it was clicking the most we've seen it so far. But Watson was sacked for seven times against the Colts. And he is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL so far. Is that him holding on to the ball too long? In any way, or do you think it actually is the offensive, the offensive line is dreadful? The offensive line is a big problem. I do think he also holds on to the ball too long and occasionally has those Russell Wilson, Rogers tries to do too much type plays uh, when he gets outside the pocket and should just maybe throw it away and accept it, accept the, the loss of down. But um, the Cowboys, so th- this is it. The Cowboys, if they're going to win this game, Demarcus Lawrence might get seven sacks on his own. I think Dak Prescott, without a legit downfield threat, even if they run their offense through Zeke Elliott, is going to struggle against the Texans' defense. 
I'm taking Houston. Yeah. The, 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 Stop agreeing. The Cowboys me. defense. I've talked myself into this being a better game in the last three minutes, by the way. The Cowboys defense is actually pretty good. Texans are at minus three, which is basically the equivalent of a coin toss if you give the home team minus three. Yeah. Might end up being. Are a you great trying game. to make me? Pick I, think the Cowboys. Gonna be, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a great game. went 240 yards last well, week. People out there, they can listen to you and me analyse it live. And the only place you get studio analysts of Sunday Night Football. Other people go to bed. Rob Ryan's got to sleep. I mean, you could watch the JHI <laughs> masterclass again. In his Dolphins uniform. Or the FA Abada undiscovered thing Yeah, again. but that's pretty good. It is really good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Or you can listen to our nonsense. <laughs> this wittering. <laughs> yeah. Actually, do you know what? Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll get Greg on or someone. I, I'm going to take the Houston Texans. The Houstons? The Houstons. Because I didn't think I was going to talk you into it, but I was just trying. DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, love them. Love them. And I think Hopkins, it could be one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. I'm not sure I've taken a single upset yet this week. Uh, I took the Broncos over the Jets, but they are a one-point favourite, which is not a big line. Have we agreed all the way through? And I think we've agreed all the way through. Yeah, I have taken the favourites in every other game. This is disgusting. Oh no, I'll take uh, I'll take the Vikings then. <laughs> You're just going to flip on that one pick. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, Washington on Monday Night Football head to New Orleans. Uh, speaking of favourites, New Orleans are six and a half point favourites in this, and they've got Mark Ingram back, which means their offense is just going to get more dynamic. But I've said it time again. I like that Redskins front seven. Alex Smith had a really good game last week. I think that Washington are being somewhat underrated in this game. Peterson looked really good. Jordan Reed has been having a beastie. I am. Um, I quite like Washington to to score plenty of points in this game. Will they score enough points to stop the juggernaut? That's to counteract the, the juggernaut. Washington, and they've had a bye week, and they're going into a dome under the lights... Lots of time to prepare. Under the lights. I think you want to take Washington. I've got a feeling you're going to take Washington here. Because, again, what they they do with Chris Thompson, it, it's, really, it's really nice. And Alex Smith, he doesn't give the ball away. Doesn't score very many touchdowns. Oh, am I going to take Washington? I might take Washington. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. Too many points at home. Kamara, Thomas, Ingram, Breeze, Dome, done. It might end up being like a, a shootout, but might end up being, you know, 41 to 38 or something. But I'm taking Washington. Mm. I've got a feeling about this defense. The Saints are a little streaky. They weren't at their best last week. It is Drew Brees back in the Superdome and Brees loves it when there's no Brees. But <laughs> never thought of that. That's very good, mate. You're welcome. That's one of the best things you've ever said. <laughs> it's right up there, especially today. I'm taking Washington, though. Good work. Easy breezy, Washington. Buy tickets for us uh, post-Jags Eagles party. Come to... Uh, go go on trips with Touchdown Trips. Getting you. Yes, you. In the game. And uh, if you're in central London on Sunday, drop us a tweet. Come watch the early games with us. Honestly, like... We should do at some point a proper gridiron, like not just a viewing party like we do after one of the London games, but just do a like, let's get together together and have a few drinks and watch some games. A meetup. So, yeah, like a meetup. So if you're going to be about in central London on Sunday, drop me a tweet at Will Gav, drop Ollie a tweet at Ollie Hunter. 
Um, I, my DMs are open on Instagram. So if you go to at Will Gav on Instagram, give me a follow there. You can DM me there without me having followed you back. So that's guaranteed to get through to me, whereas a tweet might not. Cause... I mean, because you filter them. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Yeah. Not got a blue tick. No chance. <laughs> I do not I'm do that. I'm surprised you still talk to I me, I do actually. not do that. Yeah, well, he unfollowed me, guys. You so. had your chance. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, We'd, we'd love to see some smiley happy faces to come and talk about football with us so feel free to do it if you're around on Sunday Ollie any final thoughts no fine in which case any final thoughts no okay let's catch up with Warza from redzonesports.bet for the latest on the weekend odds you've been listening to The Gridiron Show Right, let's take a look forward to the weekend's action now with our friends at redzonesports.bet. Warren is with us. Warren, as always, we're going to look at the uh, the TV games for this weekend. And, uh, well, things kick off at 6pm on Sunday night with what, for me, could be an AFC Championship preview. The Jacksonville Jaguars in Kansas City at Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. I absolutely agree. This does have the feel of an AFC Championship game. I mean, a lot can happen in the season, but it's very exciting. Uh, I think that the Jags, you know, they're going to be without Fournette, but I think when he doesn't play, that opens up the whole offence. And I think they're going to be able to move the ball against Kansas, who've got one of the league's worst defences. So, if you, I mean, if you look back at last week, the Broncos were able to move the ball and their receivers were freely able to get separation from the cornerbacks. And I can see, he says with holding his breath, Balto's doing the same this week. <laughs> uh, you know, the big question is, can the Jags stop Mahomes? You know, I don't think they can because, you know, he looks like the real deal and is able to make plays against any defence. But I certainly think they could slow him down. And Ramsey and Boye will be, will be matched up well against Watkins and Tyreek Hill. But I can also see Kelsey having a good game. The line at the moment is 2.5, which is, you know, we consider that to be the right line. So I, would, I wouldn't be myself personally having a bet on this game because if the line's right, you, you know, you're, you're, you're having a guess. But if I had to back a side, I'd be back in the Chiefs minus 2.5. Uh, the over-under is at 49.5 as well, which isn't the highest line of the week by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, yeah, I, I think considering how good the Jags' defence is, it feels like it could be a really high-scoring game. So that's the other one to maybe pay attention to if you're thinking about attacking uh, a different market to the uh, to the winner-loser and the, and the points line. What about, um, we've then got in the evening window, uh, an NFC Championship rematch from last year. The Minnesota Vikings go to Philadelphia to face the Eagles, but well, right now neither of these teams really look like their 2017 vintage. Yeah, I mean, you know, as you say, it's it's a replay, it's you know a revenge game, but I think it's going to play out completely differently to the NFC Championship game. Both offensive lines are struggling, so it's going to come down to which quarterback can handle the pressure better. Um, and both defenses are, are lacking a little bit of discipline, so it's be whatever quarterback is able to, you know, get outside the pocket, get, uh, escape the rush. They're going to find success. And I, and I give a slight edge to Wentz, um, who's playing better each week. He's going to lay, lean on Ertz for you know, crucial conversions. Philly's weak point is their cornerbacks, but getting the ball to either Diggs or Thielen is, is going to be crucial for them. And will Cousins have enough time to do it? I don't think so. So I, I will be betting Philly minus three. Philly minus three. There you go. And uh, Yeah, I guess it's the home team. That's kind of that coin, co- uh, coin toss line, isn't it? But... Um, I, what about this is the one that really intrigues me the Dallas Cowboys at the Houston Texans this weekend it's our Sunday night football game we'll have it live on talk sport with me and Ollie and I think despite the fact the Texans took overtime and a silly coaching decision from the opposition to win the game last weekend 
for me, the offense really started to click at points and they started to look a little bit like the team of last year. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who back the Cowboys going into this weekend and might just, might just find themselves on the wrong side of history. Well, I've a slight sort of different viewpoint to you on that. I mean, I, I think, you know, the Houston offensive line is an absolute shambles, but it's masked by Watson's escapability, you know, and, they're, and you know, you're going in and you've got a couple of key questionables for Houston. You've got star receivers Hopkins and, and Fuller are questionable. I think Fuller is the more likely to play out of the two of them. Um, you know, so Watson's going to need to be very creative and he's going to have to lean on the run game. And I think the Dallas defense is a little underrated with Demarcus Lawrence playing, you know, at a high level. Although it looks like Sheen, uh, Sean Lee is going to miss the game, so again. that can help. Yeah, yeah, again, that's going to that's going to help Houston. I think you know the Dallas game plan at the moment is pretty simple. They just give the ball to Elliott every time. He had a great game last week. He's probably the reason why they won the game uh, this week. You know, Prescott's going up against Watt and Clowney, which you know that's a pretty ferocious front. Um, so you know, I. I the bet I like for this would be under 45 and a half points, to be quite honest with you. Um, because I, I think that, as I said, the, the Dallas defense is actually going to match up quite well on, on Watson. So I wouldn't, I hear what you're saying that, that uh, about Houston Texans, but I'm not quite a believer yet, not drunk that Gatorade yet. So I'll go for the uh, under 45 and a half. That's interesting. I, I quite like that. I, it wasn't one I'd necessarily thought of because the line is is reasonably low. But actually... Between the pass rush of the Cowboys and the, and I mean the lack of weapons for the Cowboys, yeah, low scoring is a way to go with this. I like it, uh, and especially if you know if the if the two receivers, if if Fuller and Watson uh, are out, then uh, Fuller and Hopkins are out, then that's gonna you know that will bring it down. But you know at the moment line's uh, forty five and a half, but we'll have a see what happens with the uh, injury list. Uh, Washington on Monday night football head to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, the Saints uh, out at three and one. Washington have looked really impressive so far, bar that one kind of very ugly loss. And yeah, I, this is one of those ones that you've got the most the most efficient of all the quarterbacks in um, uh, in Alex Smith, which doesn't necessarily get you all aflame, but actually it's exactly the sort of thing which I think undoes the New Orleans Saints. So. Maybe another high-scoring affair. Well, you know, I think the... I like you. I think the Redskins have the offence and defence to make life difficult for the Saints. You know, Jonathan Allen and Darron Payne should make Breeze life uncomfortable in the pocket in the same way last week that the Browns, uh, DT, Larry, Ogun, Jobby did. So, you know, I I think it's going to be a, a difficult week for the Saints on offence. They're not going to... Mess, you know, it doesn't mean they're not going to put up a load of points, but it's not going to be easy for them. Uh, and, you know, although they look good against the run... That, you know, they're very poor in pass coverage. So Alex Smith, you know, if he can be aggressive and throw into Doxon and Calder and Jordan Reed, uh, that should also open up, you know, lanes for Chris Thompson. You know, and, um, I, you know, I think that the, betting the Redskins plus six and a half points are well, well I'd be mm-hmm. putting my money. I think it'd be a close game. I'd also look, I mean, I don't know what the line is off the top of my head. I'm away from my computer, but Chris Thompson as a, at an anytime touchdown scorer might also be a nice prop bet because, as I said, I think, um, you know, through the air, they're going to cause uh, the Saints some problems. So it might open up some channels for him.
Yeah, Chris Thompson's a great shout. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, and I I think this is going to be one of those slobber knocker games because the Saints do have Mark Ingram back. They do have all those offensive weapons, but I like the Washington front seven. So, yeah, this is going to be a real back-and-forth battle, and those games don't tend to be won by more than a touchdown. So that's quite a high line. I like it a lot. Uh, Warren, as always, uh, cheers for your time. Great stuff. Uh, Brilliant. Head to redzonesports.bet to find those latest odds, all of the terms and conditions, and of course, please gamble responsibly.